0: This is a very special podcast episode. It's actually my last recording for 2019, and I can't think of a better way to spend it than in the Lane household. It's a beautiful home. I'm sitting here with Tina, Carson, Chris, Sierra. I'm so sorry. No, I was going to say summer. Sierra and Christian. So thank you guys for having me. Y'all are a mouthful. No, she's like, please, God, no. Uh, and I actually just found out that Sierra is a nurse. And, uh, like, I have a sister in law who's a nurse. It's just, it, like, such a noble profession. So I always have to thank the nurses whenever I come into contact with them. So, but no, you guys, I, I appreciate y'all having me in your space. And uh, the topic of this episode is to discuss what it's like having two generations of artists, you know, doing their thing, being uh, big in the city of Corpus Christi. Pinnacle Tattoo and Gold Dust Cosmetic Tattooing have made the 2019 Locals List. I mean, that's saying something. How do you guys feel about that?
1: Uh, I think it's an honor to be recognized for anything in our city. So um, I was very grateful for that recognition for sure.
0: And so how did you end up in Corpus? Are you from Corpus?
1: I ended up since high school pretty much. I actually grew up on a farm about an hour from here, Um, but uh, finished high school here in Corpus and then just uh, I never left. I yeah. plans on plan, plans on leaving at at some point, but uh yeah, just circumstances uh, kept me here and uh very glad that I stayed.
0: And so you guys Tina, you guys met whenever you moved to Corpus. Right. And when was that?
2: 1991.
0: And you came from the Southwest.
2: Right. Scottsdale, Arizona.
0: Yeah, I mean what a culture shock, right? The difference between the two places
2: uh significant. Very, and I very think different.
0: you prefer it here is what I'm gathering.
2: Um Well, we've cultivated our home and our businesses here and our family, so this is definitely home, but the motherland is definitely Arizona. I have a strong pull to the uh, mountains and the desert.
0: I believe that. Well, I rolled up and there was a cactus out front, and I just couldn't help thinking you have to tie that in, you know, your roots (laughs) in. It's everywhere. Yeah, at least somewhere around us. Yeah. So, Chris, you are an artist, I mean, in every definition of the word. So have you always had that artistic talent growing up and did your family enjoy your cultivating that or was it something that was kind of considered a good thing but not something to focus on?
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I honestly don't think that um, I thought of myself as an artist until uh, um, well after I started my tattoo career. You know, I didn't uh, I didn't do much drawing or um, art related projects growing up. Um, I, could, I could draw, um, but uh, I wasn't one of those kids that was always drawing in class. Um, it wasn't until after I started tattooing that. Uh, I realized that I wanted to make more of my career out of my career than just reproducing images that people picked off the wall. And so that's when I started really focusing on illustration. And I think over time developed into an artist. You know, an artist is somebody that's, you know, figuring things out. And that's what, uh, you know, whether I was doing automotive paint work or pen striping or sign painting, I was always trying to figure out what the next thing was. And so I think that's um, how I kind of developed into thinking the way that I do.
0: Absolutely. And so, Tina, I know that you grew up with tattooing in your family, but you were indifferent to it. How would you say that you kind of navigated toward this? Because it seemed to be pretty organic. Or would you say that Chris had some sort of influence in that choice? Mm.
2: I mean, it wasn't necessarily my chosen profession uh, initially. It was my husband's, and I had um, respect for it, but it, I just didn't have a call to it. Um, it had to do with um, more of a medical aspect of it and um, helping women or clients, men and women, um, close a chapter And their recovery of cancer, and it just evolved into the beautification. It wasn't meant to be that, Mm -hmm. Um, but it is that, right? For sure.
0: No, I think I think it's a good addition. I mean, while you're like you said, doing the really important, helping people close out a chapter, it's monumental in their lifetime. I mean, it's also some the brows are just having a moment cosmetically. So I know that that's kind of part of your business as well. So I think you're you're Well, it's a huge part of balancing my business. It.
2: I mean, it is my business. Um, as much as I would like to say, um, you know, we've reached the demographic of survivors, it gives them an opportunity to walk past this journey and mm-hmm. move in a, in a forward-forging direction, you know? So um, I'd like to see us as a whole, be able to support these women, um, and men, men have breast cancer too. So, um, you know, it's an evolution and it's growing and it's, I'm grateful for it.
0: Right. And I mean, like I said, you guys have made your mark in corpus in a tremendous way. I mean, being recognized for the beautiful, of course, you know, tattooing people, you know, just with beautiful artwork, not to mention the fact that you're helping people kind of regain their sense of self. I mean, that that's not just a, a surface level type of uh, effect right, that you're I having. Mean, this
2: isn't, we don't do any of this for the accolades. I mean, we also live in a very small town. So, you know, there's that. If we were in a larger city, we would just be a family amongst other families, you know. So and we're we're still that here in Corpus. We just happen to be people who do artwork. Um so w- we never do anything for an accolade or mm-hmm. like a pat on the back or any kind of a recognition. We do it because we can. Right. And we should.
0: So Chris, whenever you got into tattooing, you didn't initially own a business. What was it that made you decide, okay, I'm ready to start my own and, you know, put my own name out there? Because obviously you were a well-respected artist.
1: No, I mean, I I wanted to put my own name out there from the beginning and and kind of how the tattoo industry works is, you know, I've been a self-employed artist from day one. So I ran my business out of somebody's business. So it was constantly about building myself clientele. Um... It was, uh, you know, yeah. And that's how I want the guys that work for, you know, for Pinnacle or that work at Pinnacle to do it as well, like um, to push themselves to make a name for themselves.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And so what made you decide, Okay, now it's time for me to get my own shop so I can start giving people that kind of launching point for them to start building their clientele and then eventually move on?
1: I'd been working in, you know, what's called street shops where it's mostly just walk-in tattoos um, for my career. and But I was trying to push more of the custom work. Uh, Pinnacle allowed me to be able to focus on the, the type of tattooing that I wanted to do.
0: And what was that kind of tattooing?
1: I mean, just large-scale, more, you know, one-on-one consultations, um, taking the time to draw. You know, I spend anywhere between 6 and 20 hours per drawing for each client that I tattoo. So, I don't, you know, I'm not worried about, oh, i got to get the next person that's coming in the door. i got to get the next person that's coming in the door. So, um, it was just time for me to focus, you know, on, on that.
0: Right, and so would you say that that was a difficult transition, or it just... Happened. You know, it wasn't difficult
1: at all. Oh, I love I mean, hearing it that. It been how I'd been running my business out of a business for years anyway. This just, uh, I didn't have to answer anybody to do it how I wanted to do it.
0: Yeah, no, and I think if I can say anything about Tina and you, it's that you like things done your way, and it's paid off tremendously. I mean, obviously by the fact that, you know, you're so well-known. I mean, you're considered to be one of the best artists, tattoo artists, I mean, in the country, if not the world. And, I mean, the fact that you're getting this kind of recognition recognition just goes to show that you're making the right choices. So have you always felt as though you had the right kind of intuition to run this kind of business?
1: I always felt I wanted to do things the right way. And so I wanted to study what that was and, and execute it um, as close to that as I can. So, Christian...
0: I have, like, no experience in tattoo shops at all. I mean, I have two tattoos, but it it was one of those things where it was, like, a quick in and out. I didn't have a relationship with my tattoo artist, anything like that. So, I mean, did you want to be there, or were you, like, you just didn't really care? I mean, did you you want to go see Dad at work, or was it just... No, I think
4: that growing up, I was your pretty standard kid where I was involved in my own things, skateboarding and music, and so I wanted to do that, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, but... Also I think the environment of the shop that my dad was working at while I was a child was much different from what Pinnacle is now, he's you know what he's cultivated um, where now we have you know our clients are it becomes a very intimate setting for lack of a better you know, term. Mm-hmm. I, I think it weirds some people out when I explain that, but when you're sitting there with somebody for 30 hours and you're I mean how often are you in, an, in, in a closed environment with somebody and you're actually touching that person for that period of time? Human interaction doesn't happen anymore. We look at screens. Absolutely, all day long. yes. So it's um, what we offer is something that's special. I think something that's different, and um, I think that's why, like my dad was saying, why he left and he decided to open up Pinnacle, and that's why we have what we have today.
0: Yeah, I, no, I absolutely believe that because not many people think of a tattoo shop, and I feel like saying tattoo shop is kind of like flippantly refer, referring to Pinnacle. It's obviously more than that, but for somebody from the outside looking in you're not going to associate it as a place where, you know, the family gets together, you get Christmas cards sent, um, or, you know, that you want it to be a place where you're helping artists gain clientele in order that for themselves to get going in their own kind of way. And that, that's what I think is really special about it. And so what made you change your mind about pursuing, I'm going to call it the family business.
4: <laughs> um, I mean, truthfully, it was getting tattooed. Uh, once I got my first tattoo, I think that really set me on my path of wanting to, to pursue tattooing. Um,
0: and who tattooed you?
4: My father. <laughs> he did my first tattoo. So.
0: <laughs> that is so cool. And what I'm going to get, because I know both you, both you and Carson's first tattoo is from your dad. Yes. Okay, so I want to hear from, in your own words, what you got and why.
4: Um, so I got a uh, tiger with wings on my chest. Um, <clears throat> There's not really a reason why, other than I liked the imagery. Um, I remember being a, a young kid, and I saw I saw the design. And instantly, I knew that's what I wanted. So for years, I was asking for that one design. And uh, I would ask over and over and over again. And then always getting turned down. And then once I got old enough... Who turned you down? Well, it was more my mom than anything. <laughs> she was... She, I think I would have gotten tattooed a lot earlier if it wouldn't, you know, have been up to her solely. So... Um, And then once my dad actually started drawing for me, I think, you know, but I also think that they were conscientious and wanting to make sure that I really wanted that tattoo. Mm -hmm. Um, So by sort of delaying it, it made it, it, you know, really kind of just worked in reverse and it just made me want it more and more, you know, so. um, But yeah, I'm I'm glad that they did that. I mean, I think everybody, no matter who no matter what your what guidance you have with getting tattoos, you're, you're going to end up with some tattoos that you probably wouldn't have gotten later on down the road, especially when you're 17. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm extremely happy with my choice, but, um, yeah, I think it's very smart to think about it. Not everything has to have a meaning, but, you know, you should choose adult imagery that you're going to want to look back on and appreciate when you're older.
0: Right. No, and I think that that's an important point to make, that it doesn't necessarily have to be this earth-shattering, profound... You know backstory behind it. Um, you guys made me rethink that because, like I said, from somebody who's not in, engrossed in the culture, it's like, oh well, you know, this it's it's got to be absolutely meaningful, and I give this long tirade about what this tattoo means. And no, it, it can literally just be a beautiful piece because it's art.
4: Yeah, I think I think um, I believe it was my father who told me, you know, I was, you know, in certain cultures, and Japanese especially, they get told, you know, they get tattooed to tell a story that's larger than them, to tell of their myth, the mythology. And as Americans, we get tattooed. It's more to glorify ourselves. Um, so, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it is. it's true, you know. So I, 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 I like to look at it in that, where you can put something on you that's, you know, much larger than yourself, you know, so adding to a tradition.
0: For sure. No, I mean, clearly you took becoming a tattoo artist and ran with it but was it as simple as hey mom and dad I would now like to tattoo is Uh, that how that goes because mom and dad are running the show you know
4: yeah um well it didn't really have anything to do with my mom um it was all my father um you know he was he was the one that apprenticed me but I did ask and I was uh turned down he had some he had somebody else apprenticing at the time and there wasn't room for me so um yeah and I think all. I think they also wanted to make sure that I was making the correct choice as far as you know, um, maybe not limiting myself to what I was going to do. You know, and just just choosing maybe the easy way out. And so
0: I have a feeling they did not make it easy, or you know, your dad was, didn't. I mean,
4: I mean, I can't compare it to anybody else's situation because it's that's you know, I, it's it's all that I've known. I've heard stories of people having it a lot harder. I've heard, I've seen. People have it a lot easier, so um, I'm grateful for the dedication and the drive that you know that they've helped instill in me in day one. So, I, yeah, I mean,
2: I don't think it was intentionally. I don't. I don't think that it was intentionally made to be um, challenging, but um, moving forward with intent and purpose. And Chris is like that with everything that he does, and. Christian is very much the same way um and eventually I believe Carson will be as well um but when you when your child tells you that they want to do something um with their life you just think about their future and we knew how challenging life could be as a tattooer um and it was a little bit. It was as a mom, it was a little bit um, scary to think about my son. You know, you are not going to have a four hundred one k. You don't have health insurance. You, um, it's not provided by your by your business. You have all those things if you are responsible. Um, so, it was thinking about those types of uh, responsibilities, and um, that gave me concern. Um, but Christian w- held fast and was steadfast and diligent in his efforts and, uh, it's paid off tremendously.
4: I, my apprenticeship was basically just like the polishing school on my like adolescence, you know, it was just like, it was just a continuation of my, of my nurturing through that was just kind of like now giving me, setting me on my path for my career. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it, I, I can't help but be inspired and be affected by the, my two role models growing up, both my parents who are extremely hard workers, and I see their work ethic. So it's only natural that it continues.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, I, Thank uh, you, uh, son. Yeah. I, I, okay. So... Oh. <laughs> I know, with the mic passing. We're, we're passing around mics. It's a lot of fun. So, Carson, you have been around the business pretty much your entire life. Yes, ma'am. And you are also apprenticing to become a tattoo artist. Yes, I am. And what made you decide to pursue that role? Because I don't think you initially wanted to, right?
3: Uh no, I think as far as I can remember, I always said that. I don't think I meant it whenever I first said it. It was more of the easy answer. I was very lazy growing up. Um so the easiest answer to what do you want to do when you're older is well my dad tattoos so I'm just going to tattoo um and so I said that and then I never really found like an interest or like a career that I saw myself doing in a, as for like a long time profession and then um the door opened up to be the shop guy um at the tattoo shop and then from there I would be able to have been to an apprenticeship and, have to do uh, cleaning and drawing and all that sort of thing.
0: Right. No, so they kind of like made you start, you know, from like a entry-level position kind For of sure, thing and yes. then work your way up to show sure. that you really wanted to do it. Yes. So have you always been artistically inclined when it comes to, you know, actually drawing and sketching tattoos?
3: <laughs> uh, no, not at all. Um, drawing is very hard and takes a lot of time and... I I never really understood like how much time um it took until you actually do it and uh yeah so much respect for everyone who can draw in that sort of in that manner.
0: Did you spend a lot of time in the shop when you were a kid?
3: Um, I wouldn't say a lot of time. Uh, I got into trouble quite a bit. And so I spent a lot of time wherever my parents were at, Um, whether that be the grocery store, supply shopping, tattoo shop, and and my mom's work and anywhere they were, I was. Um, And so I, yeah, I wouldn't say a lot, but yes, I was there a little bit
0: yeah and so is it something that you have fond memories of like would you want to carry on having a shop like when whenever you're uh established in your career
3: um at, at this point no I do not plan on owning my own shop um it, although is it something that could come up and I possibly be intrigued by in the future yes um but at this point no just because I would like to do a little bit of tra- more traveling um than owning a business would allow, and uh, there, there is some responsibilities that I just... I don't...
0: You're care. not ready for it. Yeah, I don't Hey, care I ahead. appreciate that realness. I really do, because some people, geez, you know, feel like they need to do it all at once rather than maybe kind of planning it out and, and you know, letting themselves live life a little bit without the sure. the hardcore commitment. So I appreciate that honesty, because not everybody can, you know, admit to that
2: kind of thing. So... I think that, too, a lot of times... People don't really, um, when you think of owning a tattoo shop, like, oh, that's got to be just so easy. And I think it depends on what kind of tattoo shop you own. Um, Pinnacle is operated as a viable uh, operating business. And so it's, it's much more than just what you would think a tattoo shop to be, so...
0: Well, and I hate um, that because there are so many preconceived notions of what a tattoo shop is. And, uh, yeah, it's typically along the lines of it's somewhere to to get a quick, maybe
2: crudely drawn piece of art. Um, But I kind of love that there is a bit of uncertainty. And, um, you know, at one point in time, it was, like, the people in you know, maybe a little bit seedy that mm-hmm. were seeking tattoos and, you know, the the rebel, so to speak. And that's totally not the case today. But, um, I mean, there's a bit of admiration for the wizards that came before us that, you know, it was the smoke and mirrors and it was magic. Um, and today it's not. There's Pinterest and... You know, reality television that makes it um, appear something that it's really not. Mm-hmm. No, you're
0: absolutely right. It's that the uh, pop culture is kind of defining the rules of these, you know, so- something like tattooing or tattoos. But I think the fact that you guys have established such a professional shop, where you guys care about the artistry behind it, you care about the time put in and um, the quality speaks volumes i mean how did corpus get so lucky to have both of y'all here and have established businesses here because i know you mentioned earlier chris that you considered leaving
1: i did consider leaving but the opportunity to to run a business for somebody came up and that's kind of what uh kept me here and then corpus has been really good to me i have great clientele um and so that's kind of what kept my feet here um so I'm, yeah, I'm grateful to have stuck around.
0: Yeah, so are we. So did you have any idea that you would be in the business for as long as you have and your whole family is somehow involved in the orbit of tattooing?
1: No, I mean, that definitely wasn't. There was no master plan. Um, I wanted my kids to do whatever they wanted to do to make them happy, um, <clears throat> to pursue um, something that they were passionate about so that that way it didn't feel like they were working a day in their life. Uh, it just so happens that, uh, tattooing is definitely that for, for Christian. And, uh, I think Carson is, is coming to, uh, to understand that that's what he wants to do as well. Um, so, you know, uh, once they made that commitment, um, I want them to do the best that they can, uh, be the best artist, the best tattooer that they can. Um, but it wasn't ever something that, uh, you, you know, I expected them to do for sure.
0: And so, you had mentioned earlier that you don't think tattoo shops are a place for kids.
1: No, I mean, they're, no, just they're definitely not a place for children. Yeah, but I mean, even your own. <laughs> no, definitely, yeah. I mean, my kids were, uh, I mean, they, yeah, they visited me at the tattoo shop, but it wasn't a place for them to hang out. Um, I mean, it's a painful process, and you definitely don't want the distraction of, high-pitched voices or screaming kids or you know kids running around um it just is it's a distraction it's it's uh um it's an unwanted distraction. Mm-hmm. So, um, there are many distractions when you're getting tattooed that are good. That is not one of them. So,
0: um, <laughs> What's yeah, a good you know, one. <laughs> oh, sorry.
1: Um, <laughs> the ability to take your mind somewhere else, you know, in, in conversation. I mean, I have lots of, you know, lots of clients that I have great conversation with. There are times where, uh, you know, it's painful enough that you don't want any conversation. You just want to breathe, and uh, the breathing is a distraction. And then there are other times where you know you, uh, you you engage in conversation. The next thing you know, two hours has gone by, and the session really wasn't that bad. So, um, but yeah, kids screaming and running around, right? Not 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 so good. Plus, there's just you know the language and the artwork that's on the walls. A lot of times, is just not appropriate.
2: And also, a lot of times it's an adult. Well, it's always an adult coming in, and um, more often than not, their parents themselves, and it's their time to get a reprieve, get away, escape. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're more tolerant of our own children. We're certainly less tolerant of other people's children. So, it's just a, uh, it's an unnecessary at all
0: right I mean that's so interesting to me because being a family of tattooers you still have you know these boundaries established you know this isn't a place for kids Mm -hmm. you know I don't necessarily want my kid to do this he can if he wants Mm -hmm. but ultimately I just want him to be happy Mm -hmm. and I've I feel like it's a good thing to hear parents say that especially parents like you guys you're very structured you guys know what you want Um, you're successful business owners and so to hear you say ultimately you just want your kids to do what makes them happy, I think speaks volumes. So when did you realize that Christian was actually a pretty big contender to be an amazing tattooer? Because, I mean, his stuff's amazing. So when did it dawn on
2: you? Because you're... No, we knew that. We knew that that was going to be the case from the very beginning because we knew what his personality... I mean, he he is his father's son. So... No matter what Christian chose to do, he is going to find his success. Uh, he's just every bit as driven as his uh, parents, and uh, every bit as talented. So we didn't we didn't think otherwise. It was it was expected. His success is expected.
0: And I feel like your parents don't just throw around the he's talented compliment. I mean, you know what I mean? Your parents would keep it real 100%. So for them to say that you're talented, you know you are. How does it feel to hear them say that?
4: I mean, I'm my own worst critic, so I mean there's I don't ever look at something that I do and like, oh, knock that one out of the park. It just doesn't happen. So I mean, that like recently I've started telling Sierra st- stuff about, you know, things that I'm working on I'm like, oh, well, actually there's a couple things I like about it, which that's a huge improvement. Yeah. So, I mean... Good
0: job, girl.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's amazing, just that tiny little twist in self-talk or just, you know, it, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely.
4: I try to, you know, be a little bit more positive about it, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't take that lightly, them them throwing that around. Um, but at the same time, I don't, like, want to put too much thought into that. I, I, there's still much growth that needs to occur, so... Um, I think if you spend too much time just thinking about how good you are and all that kind of stuff, it's going to really limit you. And I think especially something with art, if you think that you've mastered it, it's, you might as well pack it up and it's, oh, it's done. well you know? said. Um, yeah, I, I think... Uh, I, yeah, just like touching on what Carson said earlier, drawing is hard. It is really hard. And, I mean, that's... Uh, within... I would say within the first year or two of tattooing, I knew that tattooing was going to come much easier than than the actual artistry behind it.
0: Um, oh, that's interesting.
4: Yeah, I think tattooing is you can you can basically teach anybody to tattoo. Now, what, where they take it and what direction they want to do, what they want to use it with. Um, I think that's on them but as far as actually being able to illustrate and keep it interesting that's the hardest part
0: I 100% Um, agree with that I mean that's what differentiates a you know a your standard tattoo artist from someone who's creating Mm -hmm. unique pieces yeah which you guys are obviously doing right I mean that my parents you know they, they wanted me to continue going
4: to school and all that because you know they they didn't want it to me to feel like I was um, limited, you know, or to get to a point where I became burned out because, I mean, if I, I I, I think that um, not only have I, not only did I learn how to tattoo from my father, but I think I also learned his approach to things um, as far as, you know, taking designs and, you know, wanting to, you know, push them to the next, to the next level. Uh, I think if I were just tattooing flash every single day, it would just be boring. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he would get some gratification from it, but feeling like a, a Xerox machine, there's really no uh, there's no gratification from it. And so it would just be, you know, I didn't get into to tattooing for an interest in money. You know, it's more, you know, I, I felt cool when I got tattooed, and I wanted to be able to give people that same feeling.
0: Yeah, I think that that's about as true as it gets, right? Whenever you're giving people these one-of-a-kind, typically one-of-a-kind pieces of artwork. So whenever you're dad was showing you to tattoo did you feel a tremendous amount of pressure I mean especially with the artistic talent that he has
4: of course yeah I mean I would I remember pulling up to work and just like shaking like especially (laughs) especially the days the first couple days where I was doing my first tattoos and I would just like sit in my car and I was nervous um you know just a pit in my stomach as I pulled into that parking spot um I mean yeah it's it's massive massive amount of pressure But because I had somebody there that was showing me what to do that actually cared, it was also reassuring.
0: Exactly. You
4: know, I mean, there was times when I had to stop tattooing. I was an apprentice, and I I had to stop tattooing, and I had to come grab him, and uh, he had to fix the tattoo that I was doing. And then, you know, like, he didn't say anything about it then, but we definitely talked about it later. And so I think that there are, you know, there are lots of ways to be you know, apprenticed in the industry. Um, there are a few, you know, few that I think really get to be taught by someone that, you know, loves them, wants to see them grow, and wants them to be the best that they can be.
0: Absolutely. You know. And also keeping it 100% real, because your dad yeah. seems like he's no nonsense, and, and that's what you need. For sure. Uh, so, yeah. Carson, tell me about, are you actually, so forgive me, pr- apprenticing, what does that encompass? So what does it mean to be... A tattoo apprentice? Tattoo wing apprentice? it's um, so like, what's your day-to-day? You know what I mean? Like, are you, are you pretty much, like, sketching? Are you watching other tattoo artists? My
3: day-to-day is being a shop guy. Um, so, being a shop guy is, like, cleaning, taking out the trash, sweeping, mopping, make sure everybody's set up, broken down, um, setting appointments, taking deposits, that sort of thing. And then the apprentice is... The drawing, painting, getting, cur- taking it to my dad to get criticized, um, going, get criticized,
2: and then <laughs>
0: oh cr- <laughs> critiqued. That's okay. That, I mean, I think um, you meant
3: criticize. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, take the drawings to get critiqued. Um, paint.
0: So you haven't actually tattooed anyone yet no are you super nervous to do it and how long do you have to apprentice like what kind of i'm thinking in terms of karate do you have to have like a blue belt to <laughs> tattoo like how does the you know what i mean what's like okay you're ready to, to tattoo uh
1: um. master tells you you're ready ah okay you, you don't way to stick you're, with the karate you're not ready <laughs>
3: yeah you're you're not ready no matter what um uh. It's different. You can't do it without doing it, so you can't get ready. That's how you get ready.
0: I believe that. Some practice. I mean, I just can't imagine having to tattoo on a live person. I mean, I've watched it, and like I said, forgive me, but, you know, reality TV tattoo yeah. shops, right? And so you see people volunteer to get tattooed on by these uh, newbies, and uh, it's nothing like that, right? But when it comes, you're not going to, like, tattoo an orange or something.
3: My mom first
2: tattoo. Say that again. I am the one. I never even thought to ask this question. No. Right uh, on. Yeah. (coughs) Christian gave me his first tattoo, and Carson will give me his first tattoo, and it's a huge honor. Wow. What is your first tattoo from Christian? uh, Christian's first? A red rose. Yeah, a red rose. A beautiful rose that I um, love very much. It's one of my favorite tattoos, Um, and whatever Carson gives me, it will be equally cherished.
0: I never even thought to ask this question so thank you for making that segue because you guys are really just keeping it within the family I mean that shows so much pride so much trust how did you feel our family
2: is everything to us I
0: I can tell I mean but y'all take it to another level wow thank you yes and before I forget I've been meaning to ask Carson this forever tell me about your first ever tattoo like what is it and why did you choose that
3: Whenever I was nine years old, I I told my mom and dad that I was going to get a spider on top of my head for my first tattoo. My mom freaked. Yeah, my mom freaked Mortified. out at me. Um, and my dad said, "All right, we'll see what you say in six months." Um, and then when I was fourteen years old, I said that I would like to get my whole back done with the dragon, and I wasn't. I didn't know how to say the name of the name Fudo at the time. Um <laughs> What name? What name? Fudo? Mm. It's uh, a Japanese uh, god on my back with the dragon. Um and, but I was at my grandma's house after school. I'd gotten picked up and I was on the computer for a couple of hours just looking up the Japanese um god Fudo and uh just looking at back pieces and different pieces and had my grandma call my dad while he was at work, and I told him while he was at work that I would like to get that <laughs> tattooed on my back, and he said, all right, well, we'll talk about it when you're a little bit older, and then I think I was a couple months from my 18th birthday, and he took the tracing, and that's whenever uh, I was sweating. I started sweating then, shaking then, um, and then the butterflies went away, and as soon as that first line got pulled, I was not expecting that, and it was rough. <laughs> um, and
0: what are you thinking, I mean, the whole, the whole time? I mean, are you, do you know how long it's going to take? Did your dad tell you you're going to be here a while?
3: The whole time, uh, I was not thinking at all. <laughs> I was just in pain. Um, I, my back hurt so bad. I was holding the table, and it made my stomach hurt. And then it made my chest hurt, and then my arms got so tired from holding the table so tight <laughs> like, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. And I was a wreck. Um, it was, it was, yeah, so, really, so much respect.
2: I parents just need to recognize here that if children misbehave, you could. just... Get the tattooed. It's fine. Oh, yeah. It's an excellent form of punishment.
3: <laughs> no, after I felt great, I came home halfway through the shower. After I threw up, and then I felt great after that. I was so stoked.
0: Well, how long were you under the needle for the your first tattoo? Did you do it all at
3: once? Five and a half hours. Wow. Marked out the outline.
0: Okay. So I mean, after that, you were hooked.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. You don't have a choice. <laughs> when when starting a project like that um and it, even if I didn't want to because of the pain I, I knew I had to something that I owed to my dad um whenever I signed up to get that piece and whenever I signed up and told him that I wanted to be a tattooer is just something that I owed to him and to myself and to uh my family and, and in some sense um I didn't want to uh let anyone down. Definitely did not want to walk in the shop and have an unfinished back um, <laughs> ever. So, yeah, it was definitely something that I needed to take care of. I think you know the, it.
4: I think the important thing for people to realize also is Carson is saying he felt like that, and that was the beginning of the first line of a project that's going to take hundreds of hours. Right. And so that's also in the back of his mind is what did we sign up for? Mm-hmm. You know, that's. Of course, I it's. mean, yeah, it's that was the exact same thing I thought when I first started. which just like I can't believe we're doing this. <laughs> When, like you feel one tear and you're just like, oh, this is my life now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Commitment.
3: And um, it being on my back in my first tattoo, I had no visual gratification for the pain. I got up from <laughs> laying down for five hours in excruciating pain. Um, got up and didn't see any difference when I looked at myself in the mirror. And then I had to turn around, and I definitely saw it there. But yeah, it was a little <laughs> bit of a shock.
0: Yeah, well, I feel like if go big or go home, right? And For sure. so, how do you feel knowing that the first time you put a needle to skin, it's going to be on your mother? Uh, I'm I, that scares me, not scares, but I'm just whoa that, the pressure. I'm not n- trying to
3: freak you out either. Nerve, right n- nerve wracking. <laughs> it's definitely scary and nerve wracking, but at the same time, it's calming um it's my mom if if the line is pulled wrong not not to say that I need to not have the focus and concentration as I was tattooing a complete stranger but it is my first tattoo um and so if something were to hit the fan um at the end of the day (laughs) it's my mom and she's she's gonna love me it's it's not a random person that is going that's going to change their opinion of the shop um, so yes, very nerve wracking, but at the same time, uh, a little bit calming and, um, uh, to know it's my mom that I am tattooing.
0: Right. I believe that because I also feel like your dad wouldn't let you loose without your being his knowing that you're ready to go. For sure. Yeah. So Chris, I have a question because you've apprenticed your sons as well as friends or people you you're not related to. What's the difference? Is it different at all, apprenticing? You know what I mean, family versus not family?
1: It's definitely, no, it's definitely different, um, maybe more frustrating. I definitely expect, um, probably expect more from my kids than I do from, uh, I mean, they've grown up with me, so they know what I expect. So, they need to be living up to it absolutely. <laughs> so, and if they're not, then, then uh, yeah, it's definitely different and challenging in, in different ways.
0: And so, clearly, you guys are good at it, you work towards it, and you become excellent at it. And so, you have been invited all over the world to tattoo at different expos and different shops. What's it like? traveling with your son specifically to tattoo.
1: That's definitely a proud, a proud feeling. I don't know any other way to describe it other than just being proud that, uh, um, I get to roll in with my family.
0: Yeah. And so something that was mentioned earlier is that owning a shop, you don't necessarily get to travel as much, but I feel like, again, you guys don't focus on necessarily on opportunities or accolades. You're focusing on providing an amazing product and, these opportunities just kind of happened naturally. And so would you say that you traveled more pre shop owning or has this expedited um, all the,
1: I mean, I didn't, I didn't travel. I traveled some early on in my career and then had a family. And so that kind of kept me a little closer to home. Um, and, and, then, uh, and then when I opened a shop that obviously kept me closer to home, I get to travel a little bit more now. Both my kids are grown, and uh, the shop pretty much runs itself um, because of the time that I think that I put in and the people that I picked and cultivated to work with me. So I get to travel a little bit more now as a result of those things. Um, traveling is definitely a big part of growing uh, in this industry becoming a better tattooer and a better artist uh so and i think what carson meant you know when you when you when you first own a shop you're definitely not doing any traveling you're just trying to build a reputation and and gain clients where it matters most which is at home after the shop is established it is it, it is easier to travel more and it's easier for my guys to travel more now because the shop that they work in is established and and uh they have an owner that is okay with them traveling because I know that they bring things back when they, when they travel, we all benefit from it. So i uh, definitely a big part of it.
0: Right. Oh no, that's an excellent way to look at things because I mean, I don't own a business and, and I don't obviously don't know what it entails because it's a lot of work, but for you to have that kind of trust in those people that work for you and let them go do their thing and, and uh, travel and, and come back because you can only think of it as a gain I think is the best outlook to have whenever you own a place.
1: Definitely. Um, it, it's, it's a gain, and it lets them regroup and refresh and uh, um, keeps everybody happy.
0: So who or do you know the first person you tattooed?
1: As a matter of fact, I have an appointment with his son uh, sometime in the next month. You're kidding. Yeah. Wow, full circle. It was a friend of mine from high school that had a bunch of like kind of shitty homemade tattoos on him. And uh, I put one that actually the first tattoo I did looked pretty good. So um, he came up on that. Uh, The next few tattoos didn't look so great. We had (laughs) had to to do some regrouping. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, Dan. That was who I tattooed my very first tattoo.
0: Wow. Okay, very cool. And so you had to apprentice before becoming your own tattoo artist, right? Yes. So what was your apprenticeship like, and did you model how you conduct apprenticeships after it
1: no I definitely modeled um some of it after it uh and then you know after doing this for 25 years talking with other people and hearing how their apprenticeships were and so on and so forth I definitely uh, modified it some but uh some of what I did was definitely um used and and what I did was influenced you know how I did my my apprenticeships um so yeah
0: and so what was the feeling of being the first to put ink on your sons for their very first tattoos? And did, was it an agreement y'all came upon that, okay, if you're going to get a tattoo, I'm doing the first one? Oh,
1: no. Uh-uh. Both my kids wanted me to do. Um, in fact, I tried to talk Carson. Carson wants a bodysuit from me. And, you know, I tried to talk him into getting tattooed by other people because I think that's one of the reasons Christian got so good was because he experienced so many different good tattooers. Um, working on him. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what they wanted, not, not what I said that needed to be
2: done. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I just think it, the fact that your two kids, who initially didn't want to go the route of tattooing, are following in your footsteps, and not only that, but they wanted you to be the first... To tattoo them.
1: Yeah, no, it's a very cool uh, very cool thing.
0: Yeah, and did you feel any pressure?
1: Or were you like, I know uh, I'm good? Yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. You know what? I feel, I, I feel a little bit of pressure with every tattoo that I do. A little bit.
0: See, that's fascinating to hear. Because I feel like when you're so established, you know, like I said, I'm an outsider looking in, right? Sure. But I'm like, when you've been in the game 25 years, the types of pieces you produce, I mean...
1: Yeah, but I just still I want to knock it out of the park every time And so I feel a little bit of pressure And that pressure kind of helps keep me on my toes And I need that adrenaline rush
0: No, I like to hear that But I think it's like Christian said You know, if you feel like you've mastered it all You know, as an artist Then you might as well pack up Because
1: But that's just it I've not mastered it all I'll always be learning You know So I have a grip on things I don't hate everything that I do now You know <laughs> First hey, ten, that sounds probably, like... I mean, for the first 10 years, I hated everything I did, you know, within, within a couple of months of doing it. So, you know, I don't hate everything that I do now, but... Um... Uh, I mean, I, I've been working on a project for the past two weeks that's outside my comfort zone and uh, have learned all sorts of new things with that project. Is
0: it a tattoo?
1: No, 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 new, new, uh, it's a new painting that'll be hung on the shop soon.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, yes, please, I definitely want to go see that, if you don't mind that sure. I'm going to see it unfinished. Yeah, yeah. Um, So what inspires you to suddenly start doing pieces like that, like this really amazing sculpture over here or this painting that you decided to work on two weeks S- ago.
1: Sometimes things are just put on my plate and other times it's just time for me to put things on my plate.
0: It was just, yeah. I mean, but it so you never not have anything going on. It seems like. Never.
1: No, sometimes I don't, but that's usually when I'm the most depressed or bummed. (laughs) Like, I need, you know, I need things on my plate to help move me forward. So, yeah, if somebody else isn't putting them on my plate, then I'll put them on my plate myself.
0: Okay, I think those are words to live by, to be honest. So, of your two sons, which takes after you most...
1: It uh, just totally depends. Like yeah. just in general. Uh, this, yeah, it's it's 50 If we're gonna go the in general route. Hmm.
0: Okay. Let me re- let me re- let me revise this. Okay. So in their approach to tattooing. Yeah, I mean,
1: that, Carson's yeah, that does, pointing it, at Carson. But it's not a fa- it's it's yeah. not yeah it's not a fair question. Carson's not been doing it long enough, and mm. things. Uh, um. Yeah, it's just it's it's not a fair question, giving the stage at where they both are.
0: I believe that because what's the age difference? Ten, ten years. Okay. Yeah. So approximately. The, yeah, my two brothers are ten years apart. Yeah, I can definitely see that now the let's younger just talk one is. About
1: how generations are different, ten years apart.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's absolutely true.
1: We don't need... That's a whole other podcast.
0: Yeah. Well, but I want to touch on it slightly, though. Because do you think that now...
1: You don't want to get into my opinions about what I
0: I really do. That. I really do. No, I... See, <laughs> no, I really do. And uh, thank you for leading into this. Because do you find that two tattoo artists have it easier? Um, just with content or oh, with com- clients oh, or,
1: or... It took took me buying, I mean... <laughs> My toolbox, my snap-on box, was my bookshelves and, and, you know, thousands of dollars in books where now all you have to do is type in, you know, Google Images and any image you want pops up. So the amount of research that, near the amount of time spent on research um, is cut down. Um, Therefore, more time is able to be spent on drawing, which... You know, the more time you spend on drawing, the better you're going to get. And so kids get better faster. Um, the homework isn't uh, isn't the same. Um, the, the information is more readily available. available. So, um, yeah, it's totally different.
0: So, Christian, because you're actively tattooing. So yes. it seems to me like you've adopted a lot of your dad's work ethic. Mm-hmm. And so have you incorporated the two methods. So obviously the modern quick-paced readily available info with a more traditional approach to it.
4: I think it would be foolish not to utilize the tools that are available to you, but I also understand the valuable uh, the value of owning books and, you know, the things that are harder harder to, you know, find. You know, you really have to go, you have to go actually to a bookstore and flip through and, you know, try to find something that's interesting or, you know, maybe not everybody is using to kind of differentiate yourself. Um, I think that that's super valuable. Um, I think with a lot of tattooers in my generation, there's a lot of um, just a a very, a a, a look, a, a, a similarity between everybody's tattooing. Um, And I think that's due to Instagram. I think a lot of, you can, now you just, you know, instead of looking through a book or even online for some reference, you look at a tattooer's tattoo. How did they, how did this tattooer draw something? Oh, wow. And so um, I think, you know, people, they can see that as a plus, but it's, you know, I think it's, it just, it turns something that, you know, a group of individuals doing now, now it all looks like one person's doing it. Um, so I think that it's a double-edged sword, you know, you lose a little bit of, of magic, but at the same time, it also exposes so many more people to tattoos. So I think if you can kind of, you know, take your step, take a step away from it and not get too bummed out about it, then, you know, that's all you can do. I think, you know, tattooers like my, my dad, you know, that generation, unfortunately they kind of get lost in, in that, you know, because they're not really the ones, you know, it's not... With social media and stuff like that, it wasn't their generation to, to use it as much, you know. So for me growing up, you know, I didn't grow up with a cell phone. But, you know, I, you know, was definitely in like the first wave of MySpace, Facebook, all of that kind of stuff. So I know how to navigate that a little bit more so than, say, someone like my father. So I think that when people do look at his stuff, they might think, oh, he only does this one thing. It's just because, you know, he's maybe not out there in, you know, this public display as much as I am. So I think that sometimes it's a little bit of a disservice. It's a little bit disheartening, you know? I mean, I even see people that are like, oh, well, you yeah, know, I'd like to get tattooed by your dad, but he just doesn't do small tattoos. Not the case. He does everything. Mm-hmm. So... Um
0: oh but they they're basing their judgment only on what they see on what they see online God. which is such a small glimpse It really know? is. I mean
4: if you're judging, you know, like, you know, judging a man's 25-year career off of, you know, the 60 pictures he's put on Instagram, it's pretty sad.
0: Yeah, you need to reevaluate your approach. You
4: know. Yeah, I mean, I think uh I mean, it, it's just, but it also goes to like you know, if you don't if you don't do something, you're not going to truly understand and appreciate what goes into it in order to achieve that you know end result. So I can't blame people, um, but I think that's also why it's we like people to come into Pinnacle when you when you walk in into the shop and you you can actually look at a physical portfolio and you can you know you're gonna get you're gonna smell the smells and you're gonna you're you're gonna feel the warmth that you're not getting whenever you look at a, a phone screen or something like that, you know? Um,
0: yeah, it's a very visceral experience going in there and hearing absolutely. hearing the buzz and... Yeah, for and, sure.
4: Uh, it makes you feel something, and I don't know what it is, but it's just what we refer to as the magic, you know? it's You feel something whenever you walk into a place that has you know, some sort of ambiance to it. You know, there's a life there, you know. I mean, we spend a lot of time, a lot of money and trying to make that tattoo shop look to live in, lived in. And I think it does. You know, we've got stuff from all over the world there and just interesting things that I don't think... I think somebody that, you know, is an art... Uh, appreci- uh, you know, appreciates art, just appreciates tattoos, just all walks of life. I think there's things that we collect that, you know, somebody that they can come in and appreciate...
0: So what do you think about what your parents have established here in Corpus Christi? I mean, what is it like to know that your dad's name is well-known among some of the most uh, prevalent tattoo artists in the world?
4: I think that Corpus is very lucky. Um, I
0: will second that.
4: I think, you know, I, I think that, you know, This the community here is, I mean... It'll. It is a. You know, there there is a very creative community here. Um, there are lots of things that I like about it, but then there are also things that, um, you know, people will complain that there's nothing to do. But something comes and you know, s- you know, event comes and nobody wants to pay the money to go support it. So next time around, it doesn't happen again. Um, yeah, it's a vicious cycle. Sometimes it's a vicious cycle. So um, I think that. What my parents have cultivated here, as far as the shop goes, is something that you would experience San Francisco, New York City. I mean, it's, and I know that because I've traveled, you know, and, I, and that might sound a little bit of like a bragging kind of deal. But, I mean, it's not. We just love tattooing, and we love the environment that we're in. And, you know, I think that um, it's. I think it's, it truly is world class, the tattoo shop that we have. Um, and I couldn't say that in like a more humble way. I truly mean it. I, I think that it's, and it's not because of me, it's because of them, but, um, you know, they, they genuinely care about what they're doing and the place that they're at.
0: Um, now, what
2: was
4: the last part of the question?
0: No, you answered it perfectly. Okay, cool. Yeah. So cool. Well, and so, cause I wanted I'm to get gonna, y'all. St- interject. I think that Absolutely.
2: Is, um, I greatly appreciate what Christian has said, but I think that um, the tattoo shop um, is a direct result of every single artist at the studio. It's not because Chris or I have done anything. It is because um, he's the leader of that team, but... Every single one of them contribute um, their own flair and their own artistry. And and together, we've made it what it is. Well, and
0: that's so characteristic, right? I mean, you guys, like I said, care so much about family. And I know you treat your artists as family also. And so it makes perfect sense that you would, you know, give them the credit too. Because the credit is due there, absolutely.
4: They 100% absolutely deserve the credit. But like you was saying earlier my father cultivated it yes you know he handpicked everyone that works there you know there's a good reason why they work there Mm -hmm. they're good at what they do and they bring something to the table Um, so yes I 100% agree that we are all adding to it but he laid the foundation
0: absolutely and that's the point uh, yeah because I get what you're doing but you know for you to say well it's not because Chris or I did anything it's like oh no yeah you did like you you, you created the foundation you created the uh you were the catalyst uh, to get this kind of thing going yeah. so just cheers all around cuz y'all are doing amazing so C- carson what do you think about what your family has established in the community
3: um i think it's great what we are able to provide for the community and um, not just the art but the information that we uh, give out whenever someone stops in the shop with an idea that is maybe not the best for their skin type or just the design itself is a little bit too busy for how big they're wanting to do it Lines spread over time and that sort of thing Um, a lot of tattoo shops won't say that and they'll just take your money and Mm-hmm. Go on about your day and I'll see you later. Um, exactly. But no, we plan on seeing every face that comes in the shop again um, whenever we tie to you, whether it's a small walk in or whatever it is. Do
0: y'all take walk ins? Oh, of course.
3: Okay. Yeah, we're open Monday through Saturday. <laughs> yes, please, please 8, plug. Please Sunday, plug. 12 to 6. Walk ins <laughs> are first come, first serve basis.
0: Okay, well no, but that's the kind of plug that I want for, for people who maybe don't know, but if they, if they want if they have a big piece in mind and they want to come talk to you know one of the artists, how do they need to make an appointment? How does uh, that work?
3: Come on in the shop, take a look at portfolios and like figure out who you want to get tattooed by. Um, talk to me or another one of the artists, maybe they'll be able to point you in the direction of a certain artist depending on the style you were looking to get. Um, And then if that artist is available, meet with them for a consultation. Then if not, set up a consultation. Perfect. And, uh, leave a $100 cash deposit, set up an appointment, come in and get it started.
0: Okay. No, this is something I've honestly been curious about because my husband's like, I want to get tattooed by Chris Lane. I was like, okay. Uh, so, Chris, do you ever take the time, because I know you're, you're, you're constantly like stuff on your plate. You're constantly new projects, sometimes multiple projects. But do you ever take the time to reflect on... What you've accomplished in your 25-year career? I mean, where your wife is and what she's doing, and what and the fact that your two sons are just, you know, budding artists as well. No,
1: <laughs> I like downtime. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I like I, I like balance, um, and I've gotten better at balance, and, and I like that my downtime. But no, I don't ever reflect on what I've done or what we're doing. I just keep doing it.
0: Right. No, and I think that might be the best approach is don't stand still too long just keep doing the next thing and the next thing and creating and and uh just all these beautiful pieces I mean the murals and the sculptures and the tattoos and not to mention what Christian's doing with uh, some of the merch and of course the um the bliss box I wish I'd gotten that bliss box it was so awesome but what a way to, to like a farewell I mean it was just so beautiful and as soon as I saw it um yeah, you guys make a tremendous impact in the community, far beyond, you know, the tattoos. Of course, th- those are monumental, but, I mean, you're changing people's lives. You're helping out other people's businesses. I mean, I, I appreciate what you guys do for the community so much, and I just want to thank you for sitting down with me and talking to me a little bit about thank what you. it's like to be artists, with artists, raising artists. <laughs> it's incredible. So thank, thank you, you guys. very
2: much. It was our pleasure.